Hi guys, Rob here, podcast editor for EveryMind. This episode is all about sleep. This episode was actually recorded a little while ago, so you might hear Paul talking about a recent trip he made to London after lockdown. That being said, the information is highly up to date, and I'm certain that you're going to get your best night's sleep. Make sure your boss listens to this episode, because when you sleep in, it's not lazy, it's just processing your mental health. If you think EveryMind at Work could help your business, then head over to everymindatwork.com to get a free trial. If you found this episode valuable, don't forget to share with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. As ever, enjoy the show. So guys, um, thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to today's session. It's going to be a short one, but it's going to be on a topic that we've been seeing a lot of recently, and that topic is around sleep. When it comes to sleep, and like I said, I want this to be a discussion, guys, to definitely share some of your thoughts. What we're going to be talking about in this quick little session today is why is sleep important for good mental health? We're going to talk about quality versus quantity, and, and I'm going to then share five tips that you can do to improve your sleep and, and what you can do straight away. So like I said, within the app, guys, if you've got access to the Evermind at Work app, there's lots of content in there. We're actually adding a lot more to it as well, because as I said, sleep is definitely a big problem from the data that we're seeing. You know, across our users, across all of the employees that are using our platform, everyone remains anonymous, but we can obviously see content and search terms um, within the platform and across the board. Looking at those aggregated analytics, we can definitely see that sleep is a big problem at the moment. People are looking for some support on it. So, you know, we wanted to put together this webinar today, but also add some more content into the app and some more sort of helpful strategies as well that will help you if you've got access to it as well. So in terms of sleep, guys, um, when it comes to sleep, you guys, if you don't know who I am, I'm Paul. Nice, nice to meet all of you and the founder of Every Mind at Work. And as I say, I share my personal experience of mental health and and try and offer value on these weekly webinars. But how does poor sleep impact your mental health? So any of you feel like sharing, you know, in terms of poor sleep and, and that impact on your mental health and your overall happiness and, and how you feel? Um, I think there's a guy nicking stuff from my skip out the front. How does it impact your sleep? I know personally, you know, my wife will test, be a testament for this, that it's, it's, massively, it's massively impactful for my own mental health. If I don't get enough sleep or if I don't get good quality sleep, you know, I'm pretty grumpy. Um, and, and yeah, it affects my productivity. That then leads to me drinking more coffee. That then leads to me not eating the right foods and, and feeding my body. And, you know, that leads to me not wanting to exercise because I'm tired. That leads to me not doing enough work and I'm unproductive and I'm sluggish. That leads to me feeling, you know, angry and sharp and, and lots of different, you know, things as well. So sleep has a massive, massive impact on my, on my mental health. And, even with my dad, you know, I talk a lot about the story of my dad and obviously his battles of depression, you know, leading up to sadly his suicide and, and sleep was a big part of his demise as well. My dad was always, always sleeping, you know, very good at sleeping and had no problems at all. And, and going through that difficult period, one of the behavior changes that we now notice looking back was his change in sleep his sleep patterns change and he kept saying it and, and we didn't really understand it back then, but he kept saying my sleep patterns, my sleep patterns, I need to, I need to sort my sleep patterns out. And that lack of sleep obviously had a massive impact on, on overall how he was feeling in that period. And, and sometimes when we struggle to sleep and then we force it and we make it a big problem and it creates more anxiety and it creates more problems as well. And, you know, it creates more of a, a problem as well. It's, it's, it's difficult. Right. And, and I think my dad had that where, he was struggling to sleep. He was beating himself up for struggling to sleep and it was just causing more and more issues, you know? So, so really I think it's so important when it comes to it. And there's been a lot of research into this as well. Katie says for me, I end up like a grumpy gorilla 
no productivity at all. Yeah, I can relate to that. Richard says, I try and start each day positive and the lack of sleep affects that good start to the day. Getting off on the wrong foot tends to throw the rest of my day. Yeah, completely relate to that, Richard. Good to see you again. Kelly says, without good sleep, I feel more emotional, definitely grumpy, even like confidence. I relate to that emotion, emotional side as well. Like when I'm when I'm tired and I'm sometimes watching something or something happens, I can find myself getting quite emotional and you question it. And a lot of it comes down to that lack of sleep. Um, poor sleep is definitely detrimental to my mental health, leads to poor choices and ability to cope with everything. Yeah, definitely poor decision making as well, Janine. There was a recent um, program, I can't remember what the program was, but they tested, um, I think it was university students with the lack of sleep and they put them in a, a, a simulated a stimulated car and was was monitoring their reactions. And basically, I think what lorry drivers have, as soon as the, they could track their eyes were closing or, or blinking quite often, it would beep and it would wake them up. And you could see the lack of decision making when they were driving, when they were tired in comparison to when they did it. And they'd obviously had a good night's sleep as well. Um, Polly says, I get quite anxious if I don't get a good sleep. I'm caffeine sensitive, so can't use this to wake myself up. So I have to get good sleep. I used essential oils and a nice tea before bed if I think I'm going to be restless. It's a bit of a visual cycle, actually. Worries can cause lack of sleep, and then I worry I haven't slept, and then that causes me to lose sleep, and then this cycle can go on for a few weeks. Exactly. Um, I find a good level of exercise is the best way forward for me. Gator says sleep apnea is basically a condition where my wind pipe Wind, sorry, wind, wind pipe closes when I'm asleep and I stop breathing for up to seconds per sleep episode. Wow. Um, and Kelly says, my son had this, Katie. His sleep was so disturbed all the time. I feel for you. Yeah, Katie, that's that's definitely tough. And, and as we say, all of us agree that sleep has a massive impact on our mental health. So how do we improve it? So we've got a graphic in the app and it's five tips to help improve your sleep. And I wanted to break down some of those in this webinar. And the first one is sleep at regular times and trying to stick to that regular sort of sleeping hours so your brain your body clock um can have that set routine and the way that i see sleep guys and if you're a parent you might be able to relate to this or if you're not a parent think back to when you was a child how important is it for your kids you know again everyone parents differently but i think it's so important for my kids to go to bed at a set routine and a set time now Yes, it might be for our little one, you know, he goes to bed at seven. Yes, it might be half six sometimes. Yes, it might be eight sometimes. Yes, it might be nine sometimes. But we know that he really thrives off that routine of going to bed at, at seven o'clock. And it's having that regular times that we sleep. Now, as we become adults, we don't have such a, a regular routine when it comes to how we sleep. And waking up times, you know, they're normally pretty maybe different during this time, especially lockdown and working from home. But typically, if we're going to work, we have a set wake up time, right? Now, everyone knows how important sleep routines are, because if if you set your alarm for seven o'clock every morning, and then you go on holiday, chances are you're going to wake up at seven o'clock, right? Has anyone had that? And, and they're frustrated that, oh, why can't I lay in? It's because our, our body clocks are used to waking up at a certain time. And we almost have a natural body clock, a natural alarm clock, sorry, that wakes us up. So that sleep routine is, is so important. Now, if we flip that and we look at our bedtime routine, there's very, on very many occasions, you know, myself, my wife is, is one. I would say me and my wife are very different. You know, I, I, I can fall asleep at 10 and, and sometimes I want to go to bed at nine. Um, whereas as she, you know, she thrives in that, in that evening time and she's quite productive and she will sometimes, you know, struggle to go to sleep till about sort of one too so 
we're both very different on that on that stage but i know with my wife that if she gets in a routine and we both go to bed at like 10 we probably turn the tv off at like half 10 we wind down and she falls asleep at 11 it can be weeks months that she has that solid routine whereas on the other hand if she starts going to bed at one two a couple of nights in a row that typically continues you know and she'll struggle to get out of that routine and you almost have to kick yourself back into it so definitely having that routine is is really really important kelly says this is so important i found over xmas holidays i had more lions later nights it took me about a week to get back on track when i went back to work i read about it apparently it's called social jet lag yeah massively and and, and one of the problems i think my dad faced is my dad went from working a solid routine you know my dad i remember my dad he used to wake up before all of us probably sometimes he'd wake up at like half five to get his morning running he would then be on his bike and he'd be riding to work at maybe like half six he would normally get into work for about half seven and he'd normally finish about four again then he'd come back and knowing my dad he'd go for another run and and then you know we'd have dinner and then he might be working in the evenings as well doing his, his physiotherapy work and when my dad leading up to my dad's breakdown he was he'd switched jobs he'd been made redundant from his job and now he was working nights right so he was doing from i think it was 7 p.m to half four in the morning so complete reversal and my dad had a, a routine of waking up at 11 and trying to sort of spend that time in the day but i definitely believe that that had an impact on him as well because his routine had massively changed and we talk a lot especially during this time how important routine is and i think with sleep having that routine and, and those regular times that we go to bed is really important as well so the first tip is obviously try and make sure that you're going to bed at a regular time and getting used to that waking up at the same time and and using our own body as an alarm clock is, is really really key as well the second one is the key one for me is making sure you wind down before bed now this could be a relaxing bath it could be relaxation exercises listening to music reading it says you should avoid the use of electronic devices but let's be honest you know lots of people will have a tv in their room um, we went out without a TV in our room for about two years. We bought one at the beginning of lockdown. Um, and yeah, I mean, has it, has it been a hindrance? One thing that we've learned with our TV in our room is to put a sleep on it. So um, what my wife did is she put, you know, the TV sleeps at I think half 11. So if it just turns off, she'll use that as her way of saying it's time to sleep. So I think, you know, there's, big, there's a big emphasis. And of course, if we're trying to create a perfect routine, then not having a TV in our bed is, is going to be good for that. But let's be honest, you know, in reality, some of us like to have a TV in our bed. But I think having that wind down time before bed is important. Again, when we come back to us being parents or when we were kids, you know, if, if you're a parent, right, is there any way that you say to your kids, look, look, little Johnny, go to bed whenever you want to go to bed. You know, just just when you're ready to go to bed, just quickly brush your teeth take all your clothes off and just jump into bed. There's no way that we're going to do that with our kids because we know the importance of, of bed and, and a routine. At the same time, we also know that if we just say to our little, you know, if I say to my son, Teddy, you know, Teddy, go to bed. And, and I just literally say, right, jump in your PJs and jump into bed. Then of course, it's still going to be difficult for for him to wind down and to go to sleep as, as we want so what we try and do as most as most parents do is you you wind them down before bed so we maybe reduce sort of you know 
the pad, the iPad, or we reduce TV and we'll have dinner together. Then it's right. We're going to have a shower now. Then we're going to get out of pajamas. Then, you know, before bed, we'll go to bed. If you're going to bed at seven, we'll try and get into bed a little bit early and we'll read a couple of stories or whatever. And then it's right now we're going to play some music when the wind down, I'll lay with you for a couple of minutes. And then, you know, he's, he's, he's 10 minutes later and he's asleep. That, that wind down time is so important for, for him, right. To be able to go to sleep the way that we wanted to go to sleep as parents. So, why do we not do that as adults, right? Think about our bedtime routine. I'll literally watch telly until half 10 or whatever. And then we'll say, hey, do you want to go up now? We'll go up. I'll quickly brush my teeth. I'll just drop down into like just wearing my t-shirt, my underwear, whatever, pajama bottoms. And then I'll jump into telly, into bed. We might turn the telly on and then we'll fall asleep watching the telly. Like you would never do that for your own kids. So why do we do that for ourselves, right? So I think this is what we need to look at is, is how do we, how do we implement a nighttime routine? And it doesn't have to be perfect, but it could be, as we say, a bath before bed or a shower. I always find that I sleep better when I have a shower and I kind of, you know, just get ready for bed. Um, it could be listening to music. One thing that we've been doing a lot of is, is playing music on Spotify. There's a lot of sleep music on there. Um, I wouldn't listen to any other music, but just something a little bit more peaceful. And that really helps us fall to sleep as well. And even with um, Teddy, we've been playing an app. There's an app called Moshi. I'll put it in here actually owned by the same company that owned the app called Calm. And Moshi has different stories and different sort of um, sleep stories and sleep music. And it's, he's got this one story called Marsha and we play Marsha every night and within 10 minutes he's asleep. So there's definitely a real impact in that. And, you know, Headspace and lots of different apps have sleep meditations that we can definitely start to utilize as well. So think about your bedtime routine and it's not going to be perfect, but is there one thing that you can do every night that makes you have a better quality sleep? and makes you go to sleep a little bit quicker as well. I'm um, seeing a couple of your comments. No worries, George, at all. Um, power outages in South Africa. No worries. Uh, Lorraine says no, she's late. No worries at all, Lorraine. No worries. Um, we've got Rumana. More than 18 years, I'm able to sleep without medicine. Also, I'm scared about that was from my childhood time. I'm suffering many difficult situations for many years. That's why I'm very depressed. What's my solution? Romana, what I would advise is drop me an email. Um, I'll put my email in here and I'll connect you with um, our head of psychology, Lauren Callahan, who's a clinical professional, and she might be able to help with that. Obviously, you're talking about, you know, using medicine. I don't really want to jump in there personally. There's a lot of this is from personal experience and, and what we're all sharing here. But definitely don't want to just ignore that. So, so drop me an email, Romana, and I'll connect you with, um, Dr. Lauren Callahan, and she might be able to give you a couple of tips in, in an email to help you with that as well. Pia says, what helps me usually is checking my messages, put my phone away, and then do a little journal and write down three things that went well and plan the next day and then go to bed. Really, really like that. So it's not amazing, amazing, perfect routine that we're all looking for, guys. It's just one thing. What can you do tonight that helps you wind down to improve your sleep quality and how often, how quickly you go to sleep as well? The third one is, is making yourself, making your bedroom sleep friendly. Um, your bedroom ideally needs to be dark. Some kids I see them and they've got like beaming lights coming out of their rooms. And, you know, I need my room to be extremely dark. We've still got a monitor in our room where obviously, you know, we sleep upstairs and, and our little boys sleep downstairs. So we've got a, a monitor. So, you know, if anything, if they call out or whatever, it's easier to hear them. But, you know, my wife likes to have the monitor facing her because she's worried that if, if it's not facing her, she'll miss them calling out or whatever. Um, whereas I like to just put it down face down and, you know, have zero light. 
there's one thing that I struggle with and that is light in the room. You know, if there's a, a light on or a blue light that's shining from the TV or, or anything, it does, it does impact my sleep. So I like it to be completely dark and there's a lot of research that's gone into that. Um, again, a quiet, a tidy room as well. And, and, and definitely there's a lot of research in temperature. And that's something that we will struggle to control. And this is if really if we want to take it to that next level. But there's ways of obviously monitoring and, and managing that temperature in the room. And there's definitely a lot of research that shows the temperature of your room impacts the quality of your sleep. And that is something that's really important as well is quantity over quality. You know, when I was always focused on sleep, it was how many hours am I getting? Now, I figured that there was definitely a period where I was getting maybe 10, 11 hours sleep. And that was definitely in some of my lowest, lowest points. And, and I was still feeling tired and exhausted. I remember going to the doctors once and saying, there's definitely something wrong with me, you know, physically, because I'm sleeping 10, 11 hours and I wake up and I'm still exhausted. And during the day, I'm still tired. And I don't know why, because I'm getting 11 hours sleeping. And I remember that's when he said, you've got you, I think you've got depression. And I was like, no, 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 no. You know, I, I haven't got depression. I run, run away from that, that diagnosis. And again, you know, I share it. The reason why I run away from that diagnosis, is I didn't want to, I felt like I was then turning into my dad and not saying that's a bad thing, but that's obviously the biggest fear that I've got is I'll end up like my dad. So um, looking back on that, I was definitely depressed, right? And I was definitely depressed and that exhaustion, that, that oversleeping and still feeling tired was a big part of that depression. So um it's not for me, it's so much about the quantity. And and with time, I've managed to kind of say, okay, you know, seven hours, eight hours is, is a good amount. Anything under seven hours, anything over eight hours seems to definitely impact me. So I try and get seven, eight hours sleep a night personally. But again, it's very individual. So there's not always an emphasis on on on, on quantity. It's more about if I'm getting seven hours, that seven hours needs to be good sleep. Like it needs to be restful sleep. It can't be broken sleep. Because again, eight hours of broken sleep impacts me more than maybe five hours of complete quality sleep. Um, I don't know if any of you guys can relate to that. So it's definitely trying to do what we can in our own control to make the, the bedroom and make that environment um, definitely something that's going to help our sleep as well. Lorraine says, I've just downloaded the Moshi app. First seven days free, then $44.99 a year. Looks sweet for kids. Yeah, it's a good app, to be honest. I think my wife paid for it. Um, George says, the problem is people can, can get hold of us at any time through technology which disrupts our routine and makes it hard to calm down before bed. George, I relate to that. A lot of the work that I do is, is with a couple of people in the US and they're on a different time zone to me. And I'll be emailing them at you know, half 10, 11 o'clock my night sometimes because that's when they're online and they're working. At the same time, you know, if I wake up and, and it's, I look at the, the time on my phone and then I see I've got a couple of emails from them. You know, I did it last night because I need to go to the toilet. I grabbed my phone because I need the light and the time. And then I've seen I've got a couple of emails for them. I was actually replying at, you know, half three in the morning. So, you know, I'm definitely not perfect. It's just we have to be aware of this so we can, of course, um, improve it as well. Move more and, and sleep better as well is, is definitely something that helps. And I think, you know, some of you have already sort of said that being active during the day definitely helps with sleep. It's not doing vigorous exercise just before bed, but it's trying to keep active throughout the day because sometimes we can we can go to bed and, and we haven't been active throughout the day and it can definitely have an impact on how quickly we go to sleep. Whereas sometimes if we've been very active, we've been maybe we've gone for a walk or we've you know gone for a run, we've done some exercise or we've been on our feet all day and we've kind of been, you know, walking our kids to school or whatever it is, all of that kind of mounts up and it it means that we can have a more restful sleep. So Exercise is massive importance, of course, you know, when it comes to mental health, but equally, if we can move, you know, it can help us with sleep too. 
so really you know for me if i don't exercise i definitely feel that it impacts impacts my sleep as well uh, and definitely how quickly I, I fall to sleep as well um polly says i can have six hours of quality sleep and feel amazing the next day i've had 10 hours before but it has been quality bad quality and woken up feeling rubbish yeah i've also been able to identify that if i sleep in multiples of three i tend to do better six hours nine hours etc nice and and there's something there again i'm, I'm not going to say this but i did a little bit of research i think they call it your deep sleep your rem i think it's rem rem sleep and they kind of say you know if we're in that deep sleep and then we get woken up you know, it's, it's exhausting to try and get back into that deep sleep. So um, I'll show you an app in a minute that helps you with that. But that's something that's definitely, you know, important. And I think, like you said, having those those sleep cycles is really important as well. And, and when we break those sleep cycles, it can have an impact on how we feel too. Kelly says, George, I set my phone so I don't get any notifications after a certain time. If you can do that, it's a good way to get disturbed. Yeah, 100%. So definitely exercise helps and moving more. It could be just, you know, going for a walk or whatever it is. That's definitely going to help. I also have something, my mum's got it, and I don't even know if it's a real thing, but it's called restless legs, right? It drives my wife crazy, but, you know, restless legs is I'm always jumping my legs and I'm doing it sometimes when I'm working, I'm moving my legs, I'm jumping my legs. And, and sometimes when I get into bed and I'm laying there, they start, you know, I get restless legs and I have to keep moving them and keep moving them. And, and that's the only thing that impacts my sleep personally, alongside your general stresses and worries as well. But I know that that is, is taken care of if I do some exercise. I always find my legs are more restless if I haven't done exercise that day or if I haven't been very active. So definitely moving more is going to help you with your sleep as well. Keeping a sleep diary is, is important. Um, Pia says she has the leg thing too. Glad I'm not alone. And keeping a sleep diary is, is important because I think as, um, as Polly was saying, it's, it's understanding what works for us. Again, mental health is so individual. I always talk about it. Sleep is very individual. You know, for me, as I say, seven to eight hours is good. My bedtime routine might be very different to your bedtime routine that helps you go to sleep. The music that I listen to that makes me go to sleep might be different to the music you like to listen to to make you go to sleep. Again, like I said, me and my wife, completely different when it comes to sleep. I like soft music. She likes music with um, people singing, whereas I don't like that because then I'm listening to the words. So everyone's so different, right? So we have to sometimes track and, and what we can't track, we can't improve. So can you keep a sleep diary? Can you Can you kind of write down the lifestyle habits or what you did in that day or the last time that you had caffeine in that day or um, your bedtime routine, how many hours you had sleep the night before, what time you went to bed, all of this. And it sounds quite tiring to do all of this, but I think it's important that we track that because if you are looking to improve your sleep, keeping the sleep diary is really important because then you can kind of look back and say, oh, I got seven hours sleep there. I woke up in the morning feeling fresh and refreshed and you know I felt good. And on that day, I went for a walk at 5 p.m., you know, something like that. And we can trace that back and you can say, OK, today I'm going to try and get that walk in at 5 p.m. as well and see if it has a similar effect. And then I'm tracking it. And then the next morning I'd, I'd write down how I'm feeling again. And it sounds a lot and you don't have to do it to that extent. But I do think keeping that diary and tracking your sleep is, is really important because otherwise we're just we're just guessing and we're just trying to you know wing it. And and we all know with something like sleep that's so important, as we've all said, doing a little bit of, of work and, and keeping that sort of diary is, is, is going to help you in the long run as well. Um, Lorraine says I oversleep a lot. It might be off the back of having ME, chronic fatigue syndrome. Also, my depression tends to make me sleep equates to escapism. I don't have to expand any energy or effort. Yeah, I can relate to that, Lorraine. And, and I'm sure, as you say, 
with you know chronic fatigue syndrome that that oversleeping is is something that is is common in in in, in dealing with that but i think maybe you know it's it's not beating yourself up for oversleeping as well sometimes um I'm one that is so productive in the mornings. If I can get up at five and I can just jump out and I can crack on with work and I can do some exercise or whatever, I feel so good. But for the last two years, I don't think I've done that, right? I haven't done that consistently for a long time now, probably like four or five years. Even this morning, you know, seven o'clock, kids woke us up. My wife got out of bed and I thought I just I could just lay here for another half an hour, 45 minutes. And, you know, I don't know what that is, but um, I think we're, we've all been in that situation as well sometimes as well. Polly says, I'm a big advocate of avoiding caffeine in the afternoon. I tend to only have two or one or two cups of caffeinated tea in my day. I certainly do not have any after 4 p.m. Yeah, I agree with that as well, Polly, too. So wrapping up, and then I want to hear any of your other feedbacks. Um, other things that help improve sleep is, is apps like Sleep Cycle. Have any of you ever got any of you ever used Sleep Cycle? So Sleep Cycle is an app that you can download from the App Store or from Google Play. And what I like about it is a couple of reasons. I believe I pay for the premium version, but it's not expensive um, at all. But basically it works as an alarm. So hopefully, I don't know if you can see this. I can set a time to wake up and I can say, right, I want to wake up between 5.35 and 5.50. So you can set like a half hour gap, a 15 minute gap, a 10, a, sorry, a half hour gap. Yeah, half hour gap, a five minute gap, 15 minute gap, whatever it is. And what Sleep Cycle alludes to do is it tracks your sleep and it tracks if you're in a deep sleep or it, tra or it tracks if you're coming out of that deep sleep. And what it will do within that half an hour period, for example, is it will wake you up when you're not in that deep sleep, when you're slowly coming out of that deep sleep. So basically the idea of it is instead of setting a set alarm at half five and it beep, 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 wakes you up and you're in that deep sleep and you jump out, the idea of it is, is it kind of wakes you up at a time where it believes that you're more willing to wake up, right? I'm sure some of you have woken up sometimes when it might be, you know, half five or five or middle of the night and you just wake up and you're like, oh, good, I could actually stay awake right now. And um, it's it's kind of using that kind of strategy. And there's a lot of research that's gone into this app. So that's one thing I like about it. It also has different sleep aids. So when I obviously start it, I can use a sleep aid and it has different music to try and help me go to sleep. The way that it works is I have to plug my phone in and then I leave it on the bedside table and it obviously then sort of listens and tracks the sleep. One thing that I do like about it is um, it, it tracks any snoring. So um, it can play you when you're snoring and it can play you. And, and my wife always laughs at that. And it, it helps her because she says, you snored last night. I said, no, I didn't. And then she says, check your app. And there's loads of clips of me snoring. But if I go to start, what I also like is this. Before I set the alarm, I can now add sleep notes. So coffee, tea, eight late, worked out, stressful day, alcohol, bath, headache, good good day, nap, period, sick, you know, whatever it is. And I can add more as well. I took a sleep drug, daylight, tired, and I can add my own as well. And, and what this allows us to do is then start to take that, that diary in a way of um, noting before, and then obviously that's going to reference it in. Now, if I come into the journal, you can then kind of see here, it, it kind of tracks my sleep. So I had it on last night and I actually turned it off when I woke up in the middle of the night, because I, the last thing I wanted to do when I woke up at three in the morning was, was wake up at five in the morning. So me being me in the routine that I'm currently in is I stopped the, the, the alarm. Um, but what it does, it tells me my sleep quality. 
it tells me when I went to bed, it tells me if I snored, it tells me when I was in deep sleep and when I was not in deep sleep. Um, so you can kind of see the, the different sort of arrows there. And, and then what you can also do is you can kind of track back. As you can see, here's an example of, of one day where I had um, seven hours in bed, six hours, 24 asleep. You can see when I was awake, when I was in sleep and when I was in deep sleep. Um, and then the regularity of the sleep, how long it took me to fall asleep, etc. So a lot of this, and I can obviously add sleep notes and, and kind of track back. So when I was talking about tracking, you know, sleep cycle is great for that. And, and then it brings into statistics as well. And it, it kind of shows me courses of the internet. It might have cut out my video, guys. It shows me um, different times and different things that I'm doing in that day to help with my sleep. So sleep cycles are great app. Now, the only thing that I would say is I don't know how accurate it is, um, but it's definitely something to maybe look into. And like I said, I don't think it's that expensive for the premium version. Avoid blue light. You've had a lot of probably research into blue light and how that impacts our sleep. Um, you can get obviously blue light blocking glasses. I would maybe look into them if you still want to watch TV. You might want to, even though it's not extremely attractive, you might want to whack some blue light blocking glasses on to avoid that blue light before bed. Use a glow light to Im imitate sunlight. There's, there's, there's a lot of research on this as well in terms of how we naturally wake up when it comes to sunrise. And if we wake up when it's still pitch black and it's dark, it's harder to wake up and get into that kind of you know state of, oh, I'm awake and your body clock is used to that. So there's glow lights that you can use that kind of as an alarm will illuminate the room in a, in a soft way that's almost like a sunrise almost like sunlight and that is apparently going to be beneficial for waking up and feeling like you've got more energy as well as you wake up um there's lots of different brands out there for glow lights investing in a good bed and a good pillow i think a lot of people are refrained from doing this they're they're looking for again cheap you know I, I do it you know i want a cheap bed i want a cheap pillow that's just my nature um but at the same time you know what investment is that you know i'm making an investment here as something that I'm using every single day, something that has a massive impact on my mental health, something that if I'm not getting a good sleep, it affects my work, it affects my productivity, it affects how good I feel as a parent, you know, as, as someone. So is it worth me spending more time and more money in a good bed, good pillow? So doing my research, you know, investing in it. I think it is, you know, I think it's a very good investment because if I'm going to be sleeping every single night in this bed, on this pillow, and it's something that's going to make me sleep better, then surely it's worth the financial investment into that because that financial investment is going to pay off, you know, dividends. And I think it's it's the same as what we always see with self-care, right? We don't put self-care on 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 a pedestal of, of we need to spend money on this. We need to invest in this. We, we almost just, you know, say, oh, we're going to do something for us. We don't really invest money into it. So I definitely think investing in a good bed and a good pillow helps. Um, you know, something that we did when we first moved in was was get a good bed get a good mattress and we spent a little bit more on that mattress and it's something that's, that's benefited us as well um but definitely you know i'm thinking about getting a new one because it's it's definitely kind of wearing as well and then the last one as well is natural sleep aids um of course you know there, there's medication but i don't want to be touching on that today um always always seek help from from a doctor from a professional with that but there are some natural sleep aids that i've tried melatonin magnesium you know lavender there's sort of you know oils that you can use in your room that again can kind of help with with sleep. There's 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 different ones as well. I use a, a tablet called 5-HTP as well, which is is good for sort of boosting mood, but at the same time, it's been proven that it's good for sleep as well. 
So there's different natural sleep aids that you can use and stuff that you can get over the counter. But as with anything, you know, it's just being careful with that and getting that kind of clinical advice if you are looking for medication to help you with sleep too. But but like I say, lots of natural sleep aids that you can try. Lavender, using different oils in your room it has been proven that, that it can help too. So definitely one to look into as well. Janine says, finding a good pillow is searching for the holy grail, in my opinion. Yeah, if you find a good pillow, guys, let us know. Uh, Kelly says, I find a short bedtime yoga session or some simple stretching helps me relax and wind down before getting into bed too. Yeah, my, it reminds me, my granddad, 95 years old, he doesn't do it anymore, but you know, he was active all the way up until about 92, 93. And he stood by stretching before bed. And then the first thing he did when he woke up, when he opened his eyes, is stretch in the bed. Just some basic stretching in bed before he stood out. Um, and he stood by that, you know, and, and that was something that kept him active for so long. Uh, Richard says, I'm one for a good bed. You spend 30% of your time in bed. Yeah, that's so true. And again, if we're looking at that, you're spending 30% of your time of your life in bed. So why aren't we investing in, in good in good beds and, and good mattresses and good pillows to make sure we have that good rest? Polly says, I can recommend Tisserant. Apologies if I got that wrong. Aromatherapy sleep, better pulse point rollerball. It is a beautiful natural sleep aid. I tend to roll it on the edge of my duvet that is near my face. It is a blend of lavender and other essential oils. I'm going to look at that, Polly. I might buy it. Tisserant aromatherapy sleep better pulse point rollable. Cool. So there's so much that we can do there, guys. Um, and I would say, just to summarize, this is so important. You're just doing your best. And I've done it so many times, right? Where I get I get very stuck on this idea of, of improving my sleep and hacking my sleep and making sure that I've got good quality sleep and, and all of these gadgets and everything. But Sometimes when we try and make our sleep perfect, we beat ourselves up when we when it's not right. And and this is where I was getting to that if I tried all of this and I wanted to make sure my sleep was perfect because I knew how much of an importance it had on my mental health and my general day. If it wasn't perfect for any reason, I would beat myself up. I would write my day off and I would just you know say this isn't going to help. So it's reminding ourselves that we're doing our best. And if I've had poor quality sleep last night, I can catch up tonight. I can catch up at the weekend. And it doesn't mean that it's going to have a, a hindrance on my life. You know, it's going to have a hindrance maybe on, on my day and how I feel right now. But I've done my best. I've tried to sleep and, and I'll catch up. You know, I'll know that I'll catch up. I think sometimes when we, when we have that mental block of, I didn't get a perfect night's sleep. I'm going to really struggle today. I'm not going to be able to go to sleep tonight. You know, and that kind of loop that cycle of telling ourselves that we're not going to sleep it has a, a massive impact on us too and the lady who helped me massively you know my therapist she said to me once if you're struggling to sleep just get up you know just get up because struggling to sleep and telling yourself that i can't sleep i can't sleep i can't sleep puts you in that kind of oh god this is terrible and you, you almost get trapped in that in your own mind and she said if you're struggling to sleep just get up just get up go downstairs do some reading whatever it is then you start to naturally feel yourself get tired, go back up to bed and then try again. She says, sometimes that's an easier way of doing it than sitting there going, I can't sleep, I can't sleep, I can't sleep because your mind gets into that negative cycle. So sometimes we're going to struggle, but it's reminding ourselves that we've got tomorrow to catch up and that we're just doing our best. I think that's the important thing with it. So take maybe one or two or three of these suggestions 
Um, like I said, if you've got access to the app, guys, there's more on there as well. But take some of these suggestions. See what you can do tonight. It could be a routine. It could be going for a shower. It could be going for a walk. It could be, you know, listening to a bit of music. It could be reading before bed rather than watching telly. It could be, as um, Kelly said, turning off your notifications on your phone. Just one simple change. What one simple change are you going to do today? See how that impacts your sleep and then try and improve it over the time. You know, a perfect night's sleep is never going to exist. And if, you, if you've got kids, you know exactly what I mean. Um, so guys, do you have any questions that you want answered or anything that you want to share before we wrap up? Really, really appreciate you taking the time out as always to join this session. Hopefully it's been helpful. Like I said, we will get a proper sleep expert on as well to really go into the depths of the research and and you know what's something that we can all take away from this. But I wanted to come at it from my personal perspective as someone who's definitely tried to hack sleep over the last six years and, and share my own personal experiences as well. Um, do you know about the sleep and eat exhibition? I don't, Lorraine. What's the sleep and eat exhibition? Polly says there's also Sleepy Dust by Lush Lavender and Syrupy Tonka Blend. It's absolutely divine. One thing that I would say, which I've tried, guys, and you might want to try and, and look into it before you try, is apple cider vinegar and is it, is it Manuka honey? I think it's Manuka honey. Apple cider vinegar and Manuka honey with hot water. It tastes absolutely vile, but they've said that that is, 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 is hugely beneficial for sleep. And I tried it a couple of times and I was out like a, I was out, but in, in my wife's defense, she says I'm out quite easily on, on most nights. So, um, Polly says it works. So Polly's tried it. So I'm not the only one that's, I'm not imagining it. So yeah, apple cider vinegar and I think Manuka honey and hot water, mix it up, drink it before bed. And they say it's a really quick way of kind of helping you sleep. I've heard of some breathing techniques that help you get sleepy. Yep. So we're, we're definitely breathing techniques and slowing the breathing down and relaxing and calming. Um, something that sometimes in my mind's an overdrive. I try and just focus on my breathing. I, I typically do six to four, no, four to six, sorry. So breathe in for four, hold for two, out for six. Breathe in for four, hold for two, out for six. And I'll just focus on that for a little while. And I'll typically find that definitely calms me down and and, and, and helps me sort of fall asleep as well uh ps has really enjoyed it no worries kelly says really good webinar thanks for everyone's tips no worries kelly thanks for joining um lorraine shared a link sleep and eat event eating and sleeping is two of my favorite things lorraine so i even i just i like the name of it already i'll check it out a mindfulness body scan whilst lying in bed is great yep we've got a um we've got a meditation going into the app guys as well which is a, a body scan meditation so we're, we're definitely trying to add in more mindfulness activities and meditations into the app around sleep and, and trying to, to, to improve how we can naturally fall to sleep as well. But like I said, you know, headspace, sleep cycle, calm, you know, moshi for kids. There's lots of apps already out there as well. If you want to sort of download them from the app store, if your company hasn't signed up to every mind and utilize some of those as well. So awesome, guys. I'm going to sign out. Like I said, I'm going out to London in the next hour. So wish me luck joining the commute for the first time. Um, but thank you so much for joining. Hopefully it's been beneficial. Hopefully you get a good night's sleep tonight. Um, like I say, try and do one thing from today's webinar that might help your sleep um, this evening. And um, looking forward to seeing you all in next week's webinar. Same time, Tuesday at 1 p.m. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your week and speak very soon. Bye.